It's the True Achievements Podcast. On today's show, talking about my generation, we discuss our favourite 360 games of all time. Mech Model Madness, Titanfall Collector's Edition priced. Stimulate my package. GTA Online updates finally arrive. Risen from the Grave, Walking Dead Season 2 announced. Plus, see how we fared in last month's Lone Wolf Achievement Challenge. All this and more on the terms of use clicking, next gen loving, MySpace hugging, True Achievements Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the True Achievements Podcast for November. I, as always, am your host, OSU Blue Jacket, otherwise known as Jay. Joining me today, and as always, we have Michelle, otherwise known as Matrark, otherwise known as M. Go ahead and say hello, Michelle. <laughs> hello. All right. Not falling for that joke. Sorry. One of these days, you will fall for that joke, and I will be there to collect the delicious laughs. Uh, and the man you all want to hear from, we've got True Achievement, otherwise known as Rich, otherwise known as Daddy. Hey, I'm the daddy. <laughs> He's the daddy. All right, so it's obviously going to be a huge month. Um, we are huge. recording this. Yeah, we're recording this on Saturday, November sixteenth. <laughs> so by the time you're listening to this, you may already have a hot new console. Oh my god! Ooh. I know. Next gen, baby. So Next gen. It's so exciting. Uh, well, I mean, some of us are. Some listeners may already be playing. Next, you know, if we're talking about not even before next week there's the next gen's here yes that's it's true that's here. true for all of us that's true the playstation 4 made its drop this week so there are all kinds of people super happy about that which is good because we welcome our playstation overlords yes um well let's get right into it uh we'll talk about what we've been playing the past month so ladies first michelle i know you uh you've got quite the story to tell on the stuff you've been playing this month <laughs> so why don't you regale us with your tales of poppery um, oh goodness. So I spoke about a little last month, um, that I'm in the Great True Achievement Score Challenge, which is a year-long, um, score challenge, and uh, we've gotten into the top 10 now, so it's crazy times. Uh, teams are putting up 15,000, 16,000 points a week. Um, so for myself in the past week, I've put up over 3,000 gamer score, which isn't typically the way I play, um... But it's it's actually been fun. It's it's been a nice way for me to get into my backlog and and knock out some games. So um, I played the Gunstringer campaign yesterday. How um, is that? I know um, I know Light Pink loves that game. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a ton. It's the storytelling's really good. It's 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 full of good humor. The connect tracking is actually, in my experience really good and uh it's different most connect games are all about getting up and jumping and dancing and exercising which is awesome but this game isn't that way and it's nice to see a well-developed game for the connect that isn't about those little hooks um and, but it's difficult I, i'll give it that like i was able to get through the storage was fine but doing like light pink did the whole the one run through without getting hit or whatever the hardcore achievement i'm pretty sure she has the completion in it it's it's absolutely crazy um but it was a fun game to play and some fantastic ratio on it. So I was very happy to go through that. That helped me out as I was going through things yesterday. But um, but yeah, just 
going through all sorts of things in the backlog. So I played uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs this month, which actually I know it's a kitty game or whatever, but it's good. That is a solid. If you were looking for an old school, like back when you played on the PlayStation 1 platformer title, Cloudy is a really good game. Um, and just all sorts of other random things. I picked up one achievement in Split Second last night and like three Ooh, or four in Angry Birds I love Trilogy. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. So it's that's been the nice thing about G-Task is I'm actually forced to look at my backlog and go, what can I get points in today? Um, mm. Even this morning before we started chatting, I'm like, I have 30 minutes. I'm going to put in open season because I, I need points. So um, it's it's a little uh, – I'm anticipating burnout, but with Xbox One next week, um, yeah. fresh point infusion. I'll figure out how to watch Netflix and get gamer score. It's going to be fun. <laughs> so it's... Don't start. There will be 100 people <laughs> complaining about that now. What? You can get gamers go watching Netflix? No! <laughs> but the ratio is terrible, so don't worry about it. <laughs> the yeah. website's yeah. going to blow up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, but we have so much Xbox One chatter coming up, so yeah, we'll leave that there for now. Yeah, but it's it's been a crazy month, a lot going on. I, I played something like 35 games in the last month, so there's no way I'm getting into all of them. But yeah, um, that is that is crazy town. I'm just going to let you know that. that that's totally crazy yeah, town. Playing crazy. over 30 games in a month. I, I really got talking of burnout. I really got burnout on GTA SC last year because I just I just don't put that much score up generally. And when there's a team of you and, and maybe a couple of you are away or something, you really mm-hmm. feel the pressure to try and put those points on for the rest of the team. And I was playing games that I wasn't enjoying um, and really struggling to even find simple, easy achievements. And you know, I know you can look on the site and find low ratio stuff that you haven't won yet, but even some of those take a while. Um, right. I, yeah, and and each time you put in a new game, you've got to learn the controls again, and you've got to remember how to play it. And I find it frustrating. That's the big distinction we come to at this time of year. There's a difference between quick and easy. There are yeah. tons of easy points out there, but you have to know what you can get quickly, and you have to also learn to not look just for a quick one thousand. There are games you can put in that are a quick six hundred. Like Alvin and the Chipmunks was our big rescue over the last couple of weeks because you put it in and you can get five hundred points in ten minutes. It's going to take you three or four hours to get the full 1K. But I should those do something. Points, I've just thought. Big infusion. Just thought. Uh-oh. Off, Uh-oh. off Uh-oh. topic Chad thought. I could, look at, I could look at the time difference between two achievements in a game on average for people that won them within a couple of hours. And then oh. you could see how short the gap is and therefore work out what the quickest achievements are to you, get. You're an enabler, Rich. You're enabling. Yeah, see, my brain's I gone now. I was thinking now. about that, too, because I, I was looking at walk, the walkthroughs for some of these games are fantastic. Whoever, I don't know the names mm-hmm. offhand, but the walkthrough writer for Cloudy, amazing job. Just, just a great walkthrough. The, the open season walkthrough is also very, very good. Um, but as I'm going through it, I'm thinking, you know what would be really helpful in this walkthrough if the walkthrough included a how many can you get quickly sort of tabs yeah, so that I know yeah. when I'm looking at it, like, okay, the full thousand takes me five hours, but the first 400 take me 20 minutes. That's fantastic. A lot of the um, karaoke games are that way where the full thousand takes many hours. because we have to replay things, but you can get 200 points by playing two songs. Yeah. I need to get me some karaoke games. Yeah. <laughs> My constant like source of, of consternation and worry about like things like the GCASC is that I like to play games to unwind and have fun, and I feel like at a You've certain no point, chance. at a certain point, <laughs> it, it it becomes more of a chore than it becomes fun. Yeah, I, I I found that point quite early, but Michelle seems to be coping quite well. Yeah, it really depends on 
when you stepped in, did you step in to try to win it? No. Because we're all no, competitive, no, right? No way we're ever but, win. Yeah. But the thing, we're all competitive, so we don't want to get eliminated. So even though we step in not to win it, we are like, but wait, we made it to the top 50. We can make it to the top 40, right? It's the, the thinking that you have to kind of push yourself back and realize if you're not in it to win it, let it go. Um, but it's also, it has a lot to do with your team and yeah, communicating. Course, yeah. Like I communicate with my team constantly, like, um, we're always chatting with each other and every day now it's like we get up in the morning and we're all on our cell phones like okay what's your plan for the night and there's there's really something in, like i like about that part of it yeah that's um, fair enough that's fair enough. yeah and also for since i hit 100k because i didn't have a lot of those easy games on my tag i've been building this clutch of games i'm like i'm buying these easy games because one day i want to get in a competition <laughs> and i really want like people don't expect someone with six digit scores to not have night at the museum on their tag and i don't so i'm gonna make this happen so for me, it's this, this backlog I've been building up for years. This is why it's been happening. So I'm enjoying it because my completion percentage has gone from like 62 to 66 almost in the wow. last month. So it's it's been any nice highlights? That any out of the 30? Give us a quick recommendation of, a, of an apart from Cloudy. Anything else in that list that's we should pick up and play before the Xbox One drops, or if we're not getting an Xbox One, that we should pick up and play anyway. Well, Gunstringer, obviously, is, is yeah. very, very good. Um, I put a lot of time into Connectimals, actually, over the last month. And Connectimals okay. is a really solid Connect game that, um, you know, my, my niece played it, too, and we had a good time with that. Uh, also, in time, terms of the real easy 1Ks, the backyard sports games are a lot of fun, too. They're, they're actually really good relaxing games. You just play them really quickly, had no major issue. So it's been more good than bad, actually. So I, I've enjoyed – I don't think there's anything I played where I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm playing this just to get points out of it. Pretty much everything's been okay. I mean, maybe I doubted Michael Phelps for a couple minutes, but I didn't put that much <laughs> Never okay. doubt Michael Phelps. <laughs> Push the limit. Oh, man, I still remember writing up the announcements there. That was insane. Oh. All right. Um, Rich, what have you been playing? I haven't been playing very much, to be honest. This has been a very manic week, uh, month with True Trophies and uh, Game of the Generation, so there's been a lot of coding going on. I have managed to play a little bit on my phone. I've played um, quite a lot of Tetris Blitz, uh, which is a free EA Tetris uh, game, which is like lots of two-minute rounds. Um, a lot of fun, very manic, um, and I haven't been tempted to buy any uh, in-game purchases yet. Uh, and I'm, I think I've only got three achievements left. So that's been um, quite entertaining. I recommend people uh, get that if they can. I think it's probably Windows Phone 8 only because it's reasonably graphically swift. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, a Windows Phone 7 person. I can't access it, unfortunately. Yeah. I totally would. Um, definitely Win 8. I played, I played some Angry Birds because all of those Angry Birds games appeared on the Windows um marketplace for free for a day in the uk for some reason um and i didn't i didn't change region before anyone <laughs> i just downloaded it it was free uh, so i played quite a lot of those forgot how much fun those games are actually it's been a long time so um, i had an iphone way back when and that was one of the first games that anyone really played on their iphone and i haven't really played it at all since then but it, it, it's they're solid puzzle games um and i just managed to play some gta online this morning um, unfortunately, there was no one online when I was playing uh, to show me around, but um, I did manage to jump in and play a couple of the events. Uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. I played some races, uh, which were good. Um, the first race I played uh, was on bikes, and that was fine. Um, and at one point, I came off my bike, so I quickly 
pressed the button. It said, like, press Y to jump back to your previous checkpoints. I was like, press Y, nothing happened. It's like, oh, I realized it said hold Y. So I'm like, hold Y. And then about five seconds later, I appear at the checkpoint. It's like, oh, this race has gone already. Second race I had, I was winning at one point, uh, which was amazing. And then I got really bad cramp in my right thigh and jumped out of the chair, <laughs> dropped my controller, and ended up losing that race as well. So I... Getting old is fun, isn't it, Rich? <laughs> yeah, destined. I think I was sitting with my legs in a really bad position, but I'm really bad with races. I, I tilt my whole body. My head swings, my arms go, my shoulders go. I really get into the actual driving position, so uh, I think that, that was what happened there. And then then I played get, quite a cool... You, you get that moment where you're like, I can't move, because if I move just an inch, I'm going to lose, and then you cause yourself to have a cramp. Excellent yeah, exactly. Job. Excellent exactly. Job. <laughs> it was it was very painful, but it's all right now. I have recovered uh, in time for the podcast. Um, and then I played an event which is called I'm not even sure what it was called, but it was two teams. One of which was a team on um, bikes, and they were trying to get down to the docks with some uh, stuff, important stuff they had. Um, and then the other team, in quotes, right? Yeah, important so I, stuff. Until I, <laughs> I paid a lot of attention to the storyline. Um, and the other team are in fighter jets, um, which was awesome so first time first time i played it i was one of the guys on the bikes and i was just riding along and i wasn't really sure what was going to happen because i hadn't played this event before and all of a sudden i just hear this enormous scream of a jet flying overhead and then rockets just like landing left side of me right side of me as i'm I'm, (laughs) um, riding along on the bike but um fortunately both those planes ended up crashing and my team won because there was no people left in the planes to to kill us so we got to the docks and we won the second time around I, i'm in the plane i was like brilliant got in the plane took off flying around saw a little enemy dot on the radar got close to it and like pulled the right trigger which has been which is shoot when you're normally on the floor or on the ground rather uh, and of course that just slows the plane down so i was like all oh, right okay watch which button shoot which button shoot press y um thinking that was possibly bombs or shoot and that is a uh, jump out of the ejector seat so <laughs> i immediately uh, flew out of the plane the camera pans back and it's just the realization is that why is the camera panning back oh i'm jumping out of the plane there i go <laughs> and then it says true achievement has committed suicide in the, in the bottom corner of the screen for everyone to read so i'm actually quite pleased that it wasn't all my friends in there because that would have been pretty embarrassing so um I haven't played as much as I would have liked, and I haven't been particularly successful, but I have had a lot of fun. So uh, if there's anyone out there that wants to show me the ropes in GTA Online next week before the X1 comes out, um, hook me up online, drop me a PM on the site, and uh, show me how to play the game so that I don't make a fool of myself. Or show Rich how to make a bigger fool of himself, because that is equally fun. (laughs) You could lie. You could say, now press Y. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, goodness. Um, So I... uh, I've pretty much finished my time with uh, Diablo 3 the past couple weeks, and I say that with a caveat because I will be coming back to it. Um, I've basically popped all the achievements except for the one for collecting 5 million gold, of which I'm just short of 2 million, and I think I've put in like 60-some hours into the game. Oh. Yeah, that that achievement has a ratio of 3.76. So for me to get the completion, I'm going to have to come back. And then there's also the Demon Slayer achievement for reaching level 30 in hardcore. And I've already committed to popping that in co-op. Um, a couple of my friends are probably going to pick up Diablo 3 on Black Friday. And we'll just all start start hardcore characters together and, and go through it like that. Because I have a feeling that'll be easier. So Diablo 3 gets the super mega two thumbs up for me. It's totally fun. Uh, you can't beat it. Um, try it trying to think what else. Uh, I came back to Bioshock 2. 
uh, I, I moved this past month, and uh, like one of my first days in town, we had a, a going away happy hour for the person who I'm replacing. And as I was walking back to my car, walk past a GameStop, and I totally just impulse bought Bioshock 2. <laughs> um, so I played <laughs> through that again. Uh, I, I think uh, with a little more distance away from it, it's a pretty okay game. Um, I know it gets slogged a lot for not being as good as the original Bioshock, but it's not really terrible. Uh, it's very playable, is I think the best way I can put that. And then I purchased and played through the entirety of Minerva's Den, which totally lived up to the hype. Uh, I know a lot of people... Oh, had you not played that before? I had never played that before. Oh, it, right. it, wow. Yeah, a lot of people had always said how amazing it is. Yeah, that's the only thing I ever hear about Bioshock 2, is how good that bit is. Yeah, same here. It's really good. I mean, there are some issues I have with it, which kind of were echoed in um, Burial at Sea, which I'll talk about in a minute. But the upgrade system was a little weird. Instead of selecting your upgrades, you basically find new weapons, uh, which was just kind of odd. Uh, There were just little quirks about it that I didn't particularly enjoy. And then I kind of figured out the ending uh, pretty early on, which didn't ruin it for me, but it did kind of take a little of the... A little of the surprise and a little of the fun out of it when I figured it all out pretty quickly. Uh, but definitely, you can pick up... I think they even released... Uh, there's a an Ultimate Rapture Edition, which gives you Bioshock, Bioshock 2, and then like all the DLC for like 30 bucks. If you don't own that, if you don't own Bioshock and Bioshock 2, just do yourself a favor, go out and buy it immediately, because it could be the best money you've ever spent on games. Um, Bioshock is one of the best games ever, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And then Bioshock 2 is pretty good, and Minerva's Den is is amazing. Uh, the one thing I will say is that Bioshock 2's multiplayer is a steaming pile of poo. Uh, <laughs> it's I, I, I jump back into it mainly because I wanted to pop just, like, get the level 10 achievement. And I was already at, like, level 6 from when I played it the first time, I guess. And, oh, gosh, it it's just painful how how bad it is and how hard it is to find a match and stay in a match. I was going to say, there's still people playing that. There are still people playing it, but it's, I think, I think across all the modes, when I was playing at a relatively reasonable time, it was like eight o'clock Eastern time in the United States. So really at that time you should have the entire United States pretty much available to play video games because businesses have closed on the West coast, you know, it's early evening in the East coast. There were like maybe 15 to 20 people playing and they it was just kind of nuts. So that if you're going for a full completion on Bioshock 2, you're going to need to set up gaming sessions, especially because if the host quits out, it basically boots everyone back to the lobby, and it's it's a total pain. Have either of you ever endured the joy that is turret boosting? Oh, no. Yeah. I, I've heard about No. It, it's similar to seriously boosting in that you need to have a good group of people because it's just dreadful to do. Um, so definitely use the feedback ratings on TA and find a good group of people if you're going to go about, actually my group is going to get back to that when we're done with GTAC. So Jay, if you want to go for I might level 50, it, we might need another body. Hey, if I'm still a swinging bachelor down here in North Carolina without my <laughs> wife joining me yet, um, I will have evenings free to do nothing but grind a terrible multiplayer mode. So definitely... That sounds like yeah, a lot. Yeah, definitely let me know about that, um, because I will. <laughs> I, I could be. We could be reliving the days of Brink. I'm definitely busy that day. <laughs> oh. Hey, Brink was fun. I will stand by that. It was great fun with the group. Oh. Uh, I also uh, played Burial at Sea, episode one, uh, four of you. 
Uh, the reviews on the site, you can definitely read it for, for my extended thoughts. Uh, but as, as a pretty big fan of the series, I, I had to feel like Burial at Sea was a pretty large letdown. Um, yes, you do get to go to Rapture. Yes, you do get to see kind of the shining beacon, the shining beacon on the hill that was Rapture before it kind of fell apart. Um, you also get to see broken a different section of Rapture that's already broken down and kind of devolving. But it it just it felt like skin deep. Uh, the upgrade system is virtually nothing. Um, the weapons and com- the combat itself is just really poor. Uh, it, it's not fun. Uh, resources are incredibly scarce. I kept running out of ammunition, and that made it really hard to save money to buy upgrades for anything. And it, it, the enemy variety was terrible. Uh, there was only like two different types of splicers, really. And then one of the things that I personally always loved about Rapture was that there was more to do than just shoot people. Like, you could hunt down audio logs, which you can still do in Burial at Sea, but you also, you're also avoiding security cameras, and you're uh, hacking turrets and hacking vending machines, and you can't do any of that in this DLC. It's basically destroy the turrets. You can't hack them. Um, you can't hack any of the vending machines to get cheaper prices. And I understand that Irrational didn't want to layer on or resurrect old mechanics to put them into this because that would take a lot of time, a lot of manpower, a lot of resources. And it that's not why you make DLC to invest more. You make DLC to use current assets in a new way to extend an experience and make more money for your yourself and your publisher. But it, it just all felt a little odd. It, it's almost like uh, Twilight Zone. Especially, there is a one thing that really bothered me, and it's just because I'm a narrative snob, is that instead of injecting yourself with, like, the Eve hypo to recharge your plasmids, you're drinking Eve. And there, there is an audio log that explains it and whisks it all away and provides that reasoning. But it, it all felt really cheap to me. And not cheap in the way that they didn't invest time and money in it, just it felt like a cheap way out. So... My, my, I would recommend, you know, if you really like Bioshock, definitely play it, but temper your expectations. It's, it's not the mind-blowing experience we all hoped it would be. Um, the ending, though, the ending is really cool. Uh, that is definitely the high point, and I'm not going to do anything to spoil it, but uh, uh, the ending bit definitely makes me want to play Episode 2. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, I had the season pass, so I didn't pay the full, the quote-unquote full price for it, which I'm glad for. Um, but if you have the season pass, definitely, you've probably already downloaded and played it. Uh, but if you don't have the season pass, I might wait and for, for it to go on sale before jumping in. And then lastly, uh, I started on Saints Row the Third this week. I, I got it for cheap, like 20 bucks. Uh, new. Is this the first Saints Row game you've played? Yep, I've never played a Saints Row game. So I've, I've probably played about four hours or so, popped a couple of achievements. Uh, basically right now I'm running around Steelport uh, doing assassination missions which is fun, mm-hmm. I, um, but I, I'm the, the thing that always uh, trips me up about games like Saints Row the Third, and to an extent games like The Saboteur, and pretty much all open world games, is I'm pretty anal retentive, like I want to get things done in like yeah. a logical, progressive manner, and when you're basically given a giant open world and say, go have fun, I don't know what to do with myself. Because I'm like, I, I need direction. I need to know what to do. And there's all these options. And yeah, I could just follow the storyline. I'm just trying to remember um, the start. of I seem to remember the start of Saints Row 3 is pretty epic. Is that on top of a, 
um, this... on top of a, in a penthouse um, on top of a skyscraper or something. No, the start of much... the start is basically you're robbing a bank with an actor who's researching the Saints for his movie role, <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, you're, you're trying to get away from helicopters that are chasing you down, and you get arrested, and then you get taken on a plane by a different gang. And you basically fight your way cool off the stuff, plane. It? Yeah, it's it's definitely ridiculous high action, <laughs> which was kind of neat. Uh, so I'm enjoying that. Uh, which uh, I'm basically just playing this game to say I played it and to hopefully have a good experience. And I don't know if it's going to hook me in the way it hooks others in, but uh, it, it, the price was right and it got such good buzz that I felt I had to play it. So I'm giving it a shot. And then I worked yeah, on I worked on my achievement challenge, which we will talk about later in the show. A really big show. So. Um, we've obviously always had a pretty big month playing games, but really the the, the biggest news uh, that's come out of the site just dropped this week. We're doing game of the generation voting. So while the door isn't officially closing on the 360, Microsoft will be supporting the 360 for several years to come. Uh, we are using this opportunity, uh, the separation between the end of or the beginning of the Xbox One, uh, as kind of our, our opportunity to vote for game of the generation. So voting has been open for one day. Yeah, <laughs> one day as we've recorded this, I, I, barely one day, and over sixteen, one thousand six hundred and fifty people have voted. Over that, over twenty one thousand votes have been cast already, and this is the one that that blows my mind. Over seven hundred and fifty different games have been voted for. That is amazing to me. Um. So I thought we could take this opportunity to kind of talk about our favorite games of the generation. Um, Rich, what's what's jumping out to you as the ones that are definitely the high points of the generation for you? Yeah, so this is this is hard on so many different levels. I've played, I think I, I had a look through my card and I'd played over 200 different Xbox 360 games. So immediately you've got a big pool to choose from. Um, but it's also a long time period, like obviously... 2000 and, um, 2005, 2006 was the first year, um, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, the first time to keep it. And that's a long time ago to remember the details of games. Um, you sort of have a vague memory. Oh, yeah, I, quite, I probably quite enjoyed that game. But to really stay in the memory that long, it's, it's for me anyway, it's got to be something that's reasonably recent. So probably within the last five years. Um, and plus, obviously, technology has come on since then. And multiplayer certainly much better in those in those five years than it was in the uh, launch window time so all of my choices are, are from um the last five years uh and they range across different um different genres as as, as as they will do for most people i guess but particular highlights for me which i think we overlap with some of these were assassin's creed 2 so a lot of these games have um come from series in fact most of the big ips are, are from series and it's for me personally, I didn't want to choose multiple games in the same series. Right, that's that's the I don't tough know how one. You felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so for here. me, I was choosing the one that I enjoyed the most. And I think that will probably be reflected when we come down to actually looking at the results, that a lot of people will do that same thing. So they'll choose, let's take the Assassin's Creed uh, series, for example. Some people will choose the first one because that was the, you know, that was the big moment, it was massive hype, huge, um, huge open world, amazing climbing, uh, you know, impressive graphics, Big advertising campaign, sold a lot of copies, and it was the first introduction to the Assassin's Creed world. So I can see why people would choose AC1 as, the, as, the, as their most favorite of that series. But for me, AC2, I thought they 
perfected a lot of the stuff that I didn't really like about the first game. Um, and, and that one for me was a huge one. But I know, again, that was really close between Assassin's Creed 2 and Brotherhood for me, for which one I picked, because the uh, multiplayer in Brotherhood was really cool. So I think for a lot of these different series, there's going to be sometimes the, the, the vote will be broken and split, um, where there's people doing what I'm doing and only choosing one. Um, and I'm sure we'll, we'll see that in the results. But for me, Assassin's Creed 2 defined that genre, and um, that was my big choice from that one. Um, and Batman Arkham Asylum, yeah. again, um, amazing game. Absolutely incredible game. I absolutely love that start to finish, and that was a huge one for me. Um, quite a few of mine are open world games. So I've got GTA 4, Just Cause 2, and Sleeping Dogs. They're all um, similar sort of experience, ranging in silliness <laughs> just cause 2 is pretty silly but just vast games that you can just have so much fun playing and then i've got a couple of driving games in there um as you'd expect uh need for speed shift was was my favorite driving game but i've also got a couple of arcade games in there so walking dead um as an emotional story obviously massively different to all the other games in my list but just i've never been that moved by a game before so that had to be in there for me and geometry was it's just a a really awesome arcade title that I spent a lot of a lot of time playing, and with a great achievement list as well for Geometry Wars. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a huge range of, of of different styles. I've got Mass Effect in there, Mass Effect Two, I should mention, not Mass Effect One. Yeah, that, that's um, something I want to bring up because we, we talked about you know games within um, a series and how you might just want to pick one. That's going to be really tough for me because I feel like Mass Effect and Mass Effect Two are such completely different games. Um, that it, yeah. and I love both of them for different reasons. So that's going to be hard on my list to pick between those two because I don't want to vote for both, but I feel like I might kind of have to. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's very difficult. The, the whole this voting is so subjective, and I actually thought it might be quite cool to if people want this that um, for a month after the, the vote's finished, I might um, have a panel on people's homepages which shows their top ten if they want to if they want to publicise what they chose. So you can look at all your friends and go and have a quick look at what their top tens were. I think that might be quite interesting to go and have a little look at. So and I, and I then might, harass I them for their harassment. Well, that's why I was going to make, make it optional. <laughs> but it's sort of uh, that's actually interesting because it raises some of the difficulties I had with picking a list. Is I'm trying to think of do I want to pick games that I feel actually were most impactful games of the generation, yeah. games I enjoyed most in the generation because there are games. I know I love that wouldn't be a top 10 anywhere but for me I really like them but so uh it'd be interesting to see how people vote uh if people are willing to share that information and what they use I've seen a lot on my feeds actually people are like oh you know I threw a vote to this game because I like it and I know no one else is going to pick it yeah well that's great yeah that's awesome we're going to publicize full results so we'll we'll show the top probably the top 100 in full so that everyone can have a proper look at all those obscure games that they don't know about. And oh, excellent. I think, I think people will, will, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of games bought off the back of this. They'll admittedly, most of them will be very, very cheap now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. There will be copies sold off the back of these unusual suggestions. So, Michelle, what were your, uh, what, what, what's kind of the short list for you here? Okay, so, as I just said, I definitely had an issue with um, paring it down to games and, and what parameters I would use. Because, as, as you all know, there are certain games that I just, love that I know aren't top 10 type titles. So I tried to look at it from both points of view. So I went with Rock Band. Um, mm. And, and I know... there's another interesting one. See, what, I went for Rock Band 1 as well. But yeah. there would be those that think 2 and maybe 3 perfected that series more. And, do you, and was that so influenced by Guitar Hero that maybe you should go back to Guitar Hero for that? Right. Part? Well, it's why hard, did you go it? with Rock Band 1 and not Rock Band 2 or 3, Rich? 
Uh, Rock Band 1 was the one that I personally played the most. So it was okay. new for me at that point. Um, I, we had amazing parties around the <laughs> house with loads of people playing it. So that was that was the biggest impact on my life right. um, for, for that series. So that was why I went for the first one. Well, it was, it's, Rock Band is why I bought an Xbox 360. I'm not sitting here doing this if Rock Band didn't come out when it did and all that stuff. So that's why it's similar. Rock Band 1 is the biggest impact for me. Although I recognize 3 brought so much more to the table. Um, but also, We've got a lot to thank Harmonix for. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, Rock Band One introduced this regular DLC concept. Yeah, right. That, I mentioned they that in the the, the two thousand games of two thousand seven article, which we just posted this morning. That Rock Band was really the the formative thing that showed uh, what happens when a developer provides consistent DLC support and how that really just changed the game and added to it. Right. Um, so Rock Band was kind of the immediate easy choice uh, after that it got more difficult uh red dead redemption yeah one of my top 10 um and just something to keep in mind we, we'd spoken about this a little bit before we started recording but um red dead redemption may be the beneficiary of being the only one of its kind yes. nothing is splitting the vote with red dead redemption there's not a red dead redemption 2 um you know we're gonna have some series like call of duty where there's been one every year where if you put all the Call of Duty votes together as a franchise, it would easily crack the top ten. But when you split it up over six or seven titles, now none of them made the top ten. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But Red Dead Redemption, absolutely. I'm not a big... I totally respect Rockstar, but I'm not a big fan of their games generally, but I love Red, Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption. I'm so in that, that exact same boat, Michelle. I'm usually not a Rockstar fan, but Red Dead Redemption was just so stellar. Such a good story, just... Tight, tight gameplay mechanics, great everything. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Great multiplayer. Yeah. Multiplayer was fantastic. So, absolutely. Um, Lost Odyssey. Uh, I came into this generation as a Japanese role-playing game player. Um, I've fallen out of that since. Uh, but Lost Odyssey is amazing and definitely one of the better representatives of the genre. So, absolutely recommend that. Gears 3 just brought so much more to the table, really put everything together. Uh, Portal 2. Uh, just... Mm. Fantastic. Man, I the co-op was good. This is what happens. I was looking at both of your lists. I'm like, oh no, but I stuck <laughs> with it. Um, Dance Central. I am, yeah. as everyone knows, a big Connect gamer, and Dance Central was really the first thing that came out that showed everyone, you know, this isn't just a Wii type gimmick where we'll see you sometimes and not like it can be really exceptional. So um, Dance Central was a no-brainer. Bioshock, yeah. the first one. Just descending into Rapture the first time. I don't think I've ever no. felt a feeling like that in playing games before or after. That that first time when you're getting into there. Um, so just exceptional from start to finish. Rayman Origins. Um, I love my old school platformers, and this was fantastic. So um, definitely had oh to include gosh, that yeah, Dead, Dead Space. Space. That, that's actually um, in the Dead 2008 list, which is going to get published on Sunday. Um, but yeah, Dead Space, like just in terms of narrative and the way it told its story, and that, but still gave you that sense of isolation. Just magnificent. Absolutely loved it. Um, <laughs> I'm too scared to finish that game. <laughs> I, oh, I think you I've need to finish it, Rich. It's so chapters. good. It's so good. I've played four chats and I got too scared. And, and you have to, um, you know, Dead Space 2 was also very good in its own right. I, I was very hesitant about it, but I wound up enjoying it. And um, that I actually had a little difficulty between this, the two because there's one specific scene in Dead Space 2 that actually made me, like, cringe as I was playing. And that very rarely happens. Um, was it the needle scene? Yes, it was the needle scene. <laughs> oh, my God. I was sitting there and my friend was sitting on the couch next to me and... and 
she's freaking out and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, I can't, I just can't do this right now. And I had to wait until <laughs> later to go back to do it. Um, you're telling me I need to finish this game. And then you're just talking about needle scenes that no one could stomach. Um, <laughs> I haven't even got to that yet. Now, Rich made it through a torture scene, a vicious torture yeah, no, scene. Yeah, funny. But... <laughs> um, so, and to round out my list, I'm a big Xbox Live Arcade player, too. Not as much this year as previous years, uh, but I wanted to make sure I got one arcade game on there, and I went with Shadow Complex. Um, yeah, interesting. Just, it's another, it was really the first example of a game that I could recall in Xbox Live Arcade that I went, wow, this could have stood on its own. It didn't, yeah. Like They could have expanded this a little bit and made it a retail disc, and I totally would have spent full price on it. So, I, I think Shadow Complex kind of uh, shows how people of our generation still love games like Metroid. Absolutely, absolutely. That scratched that Metroid itch, and it was so good. Yeah, and nothing's really done it since. Like, we haven't seen a sequel to that, which isn't a problem one way or the other, but it's it's kind of still hanging on its own. As... It's quite surprising, because I, I think it did well. well. It was I think it did very record, well. It? I'm yeah, pretty it sure, didn't the company that made Shadow Complex, isn't that Chair who made uh, the yes. iOS game Infinity Blade? They've been busy yes. with Infinity Blade. That, yes. That's right, why right, they right. haven't made anything else, I think. Possibly. Fair enough. Possibly. See, even now, listening to you to talk about your list, I'm thinking I need to go and revise my list. And that's actually the cool thing about this year, the way we've done it, is um, that you can go back and we're publishing an article every day that sums up um, the big big five games of the year and we'll have some honourable mentions to those that didn't make the big five, um, just to jog your memory. But um, we're keeping the voting open. So even if you've already voted, you can go back and you can edit your votes and... Um, and then they won't get tallied until the final day, until we shut the voting. So feel free to go back and edit yours. I know I am already planning on my edits to go back <laughs> and do now, but we will be doing um, an article a day uh, for the while the voting is open, which is open until Friday, which is when the Xbox One comes out. So check those articles out. Um, they will they will bring back some memories and hopefully remind you of games that you loved that you've forgotten about. Yeah, and, and just I know people want to know how we kind of came up with those lists. And one of the first things we did to kind of narrow down those lists is I went to Metacritic and narrowed the search field down to games released by year and kind of looked at the top 30 or 40 games that came out that year. And they're pretty much what you would expect they would be. So it, it was more to jog memories of these were amazing games. And I know when I was writing the, the list that I was responsible for, there are games on there that I didn't particularly enjoy or play, but I just know they were so overwhelmingly popular and represented such good quality across the masses that they had to be in there. Yeah. So yeah, we should point out they're not necessarily the news hounds exactly. choices, the author's choice. They are the big games of that year um, based on, Various yeah. facts. Uh, so that's kind of how those lists got made. If anyone was terribly concerned about the jerry-rigged process of us picking games, <laughs> um, when it comes to my list for game of the generation, I'm in the same boat. Like I came up with my short list, and it has like my initial list of these were the most amazing games ever was like nine, and then I was like, oh, well, I need to throw another game in here, and proceeded to get like seven more. <laughs> which made it yeah. impossible. Uh, but I have not voted yet. I want to take some time to really think about it. But Bioshock is... It, I, I can't see a world where Bioshock is not going to be number one um, for me. It, it just... It, it it was one of the first games I bought for my 360. Uh, I played it through it so many times. It I think I wrote... I actually wrote about it uh, for the games of 2007. 2007 was a great year for Xbox games. There were so many good games that came out that year. Um, but basically, my kind of thoughts on Bioshock were really... it's. Uh, it started out as just kind of this dark shooter that had really good mechanics and, and tense environments. 
and it evolved. It became this intellectual phenomenon that kept people just digging deeper into like, what, what's the meaning behind this? You know, this is a metaphor. What's this a metaphor for? What's this illusion? There's an illusion to this for, and it kind of hits literature and history and pop culture and this art deco aesthetic and it wraps it all in this dystopia behind megalomania and it, it really just scratched all these different things that, that made me, that stimulated all these different areas of my brain and it's going to be, and then the twist. The twist was just so not spoiled for me and amazing and I think my jaw dropped. Uh, I think I was playing this I haven't finished okay. the game yet. Well, I'm sure it's a spoiler. <laughs> I'm never going to finish it. Rich, just leave the podcast now. Go Look, play I, I've it. got tonight. I have tonight. I have uh, tonight. Siobhan's the... taken Daisy away. I have the whole evening. Shall I play? You shall. Play let's, let's you do have it. like okay. a thousand. Dead Space things. and Bioshock. You're going to just You'll code. Find me That's what you're going to do. Shaking in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> code. Yeah. That's what I'll do. You just came I'll up with this new idea. I'll think of a new idea. I know. My Bioshock story. That's why I'm a programmer, not a gamer. My job right out of college is I, I traveled a lot going and doing programs in different areas of Ohio. And I had a, a full solid week, like Sunday night through Thursday night, where I was in the same spot, same hotel. And I went and bought Bioshock and brought it with me with my 360. And I basically played Bioshock for an entire week by myself alone in a hotel room. And I, I still remember my, my now wife sending me a text message that made me jump because I was playing Bioshock and I got the alert message. So... That's another jumpy yeah. game. Um, but other games on my list, uh, Dishonored. I don't think Dishonored is going to land anywhere near our uh, our top ten as a community. But that that's another game that it, it just it, it was near a near perfect experience for me as a personal gamer. Uh, it was methodical. It had a great story. Just it's a master class in game design, in my opinion, because there's so many different variables and ways you can approach uh, approach those missions. And there's also the the moralist aesthetic where you don't need to kill anybody in that game. That's probably going to be one of my favorite achievements is uh, of this generation is getting through that game without, yeah, I got it. Have you got that? Which was totally oh, fun. Wow. I got through that, um, that game. And then Deus Ex human revolution had a similar one where getting through the entire yeah. game without yeah, killing right. anybody and without being spotted. So those were two of my favorites. Yes. Um, we already talked about red dead redemption. I totally agree. I think red dead redemption is the dark horse for game of the generation because it's not going to split votes. Like if you look at we, we said, if you look at all the yeah, other top games, you're talking about um, elder scrolls. There's two of them that are going to split votes. Mass effect. There's three of them that are going to split votes. There's like seven call of duties. There's like four halos. There's three, no, there's four gears of wars. There's three Batman Arkham games, two borderlands. There's three games in the Bioshock series. There's what? Five games, six games in the Assassin's Creed series. So the best kind of the best games, there's two GTAs what was generally referred to as like the best of this generation is going to get split, but there's only one red dead redemption. I might do a little bit of analysis or I might get clever Jake to do a bit of analysis based on series. I'll give him votes based on series as well as just games. So we can have a little, that would be awesome. Just tally up the votes across series. Yeah. Um, but I also have mass effect, mass effect two are on my list, but there's such different games. Um, Skyrim is on my list. Fallout three. I think fallout three could also be a dark horse. Um, because that came out in, I think, 2008, but it's the only fall, well, there's Fallout New Vegas, but I, that's going to, yeah, that's going to split votes, but Fallout 3, I spent probably as much or more time in Fallout 3 than any other game this generation. I think I have over 300 hours in Fallout 3 between multiple characters. Um, I got Borderlands and Borderlands 2 in there. Uh, we already talked about Assassin's Creed 2, Gears of War, 
the very first Gears of War was a revelation to me. Um, I, I know it's mentioned in the uh, 2005-2006 list, but that trailer for Gears of War, the one that has uh, the yeah. Mad World, yeah. I, I still think yeah, that is the awesome best trailer. trailer of all time. It's I don't think anything's ever going to beat that. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I wasn't even an Xbox gamer at that point, and I remember watching it and being like, I want to go out and buy one now. Just yeah. It, yeah. It was, well, such, a good, such a good job. In fact, that's something I've noticed, actually. Some of the trailers uh, really have been quite spectacular well, some, of, some of them that we've, we've posted in the, I still remember the, well, first, I, the first time I saw that trailer it was like 6am in the middle of nowhere Ohio I was brushing my teeth in my hotel room getting ready to go to work and that trailer comes on and I literally had to stop everything I was doing because it was such it, it created such a dissonance you know most commercials want to immediately grab your attention with like a loud music or splashy visuals or something and it's quiet and it's dark and you don't know what's going on and it just sucked you in. It was amazing. Whoever, well, I think, yeah, whoever's responsible. I think it actually sort of changed um, the approach to that because you had other games like the first uh, Dead Island trailer. Did oh wow! Something similar to that. They, I actually that have a so problem good. with that trailer, and, and I'm glad you oh, brought that up. That That's the thing. We all love that trailer, but that trailer is in zero way indicative of what that game was. Yeah. There, there's like nothing. Nothing. The only thing about that trailer that reflects the game is that there are zombies, zombies. <laughs> so i just want to like throw that out it's oh. it's like i can't even draw a good simile or comparison to what that trailer is <laughs> it, it just made it seemed to be false advertising to me so it's it's a great it's a great piece of it art. got me interested in the game which was what it was supposed yeah. to do like, so. okay likewise okay. But I, I also am very clear about how I didn't enjoy my experience with yeah. the game. So I yeah, well, I haven't even, like, I haven't even bought it on the back of everyone else saying it was yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the trailer. Um, I think the trailer stands up as a Yeah, that trailer was amazing. By itself. Yeah, the trailer that was, was great. That was definitely a show-stopping trailer. But I think the Gears trailer sort of set the groundwork for these trailers where you're getting that, that difference between the soft uh, sounds but what the action you're seeing and things like that. Like we began yeah. to see that, it, like yeah. you said, Jay, it wasn't all just run and gun and things shooting in your face or whatever. It was a, a totally different approach for gaming marketing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think we've already mentioned all the other games that, that are also on my list. Mass Effect 2, Portal 2. Uh, and then I have Bioshock Infinite on my short list and I don't know what to do with it because I enjoyed that game a lot, but I feel like the original Bioshock was better. So I need to do some, some gamer soul searching on where that fits in my list. so. But obviously, this, this voting is going to be open. Everyone definitely put some thought into it. Kind of take a look at your gamer page, which one of the things I did is I just looked at my games and I sorted them by my star ratings. So I looked at all yeah. the games I'd given five stars to, <laughs> and then even the ones I gave four stars to to see if, like, through the scope of history, I think more of them now. Um, but definitely go through and do that. Um, there are definitely some very interesting comments in these stories about this is the greatest game ever. Uh, I have a feeling that if you could, mm -hmm. if this vote were mm -hmm. uh, to be tabulated by the amount and vociferousness of how much people love something, Dark Souls would win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I feel like that that small niche of Dark Souls gamers, they are they are so militant that they were like Dark Souls is the greatest thing ever, and I understand that. I just don't don't agree. Um, but yes, please vote for Game of the Generation. It's uh, it's going to be totally fun, uh, and it's going to give us lots of juicy data to look at, which is going to be great. In other big news, uh, Rich, I'm going to kind of let you take the lead here. But True Trophies is now officially fully open and functional and ready to go. It is. We opened two weeks ago. Um, we did even did a press release, which was unusual and 
unlike things I normally do, but that went down very well, got picked up by a couple of sites. And um, we've had quite a lot of people register. We've had, I think, around 4,000 people register in the first two weeks, which is phenomenal, really. Um, And that's not including all the people that were in the beta. So there's a a reasonable-sized community over there at the moment. They have pretty much every single feature that you are used to on TA. So if you have a PS3 or you are getting a PS4, or you have indeed already got a PS4, get yourself over there, get registered, um, and you'll you'll see all the great stuff that you're used to on TA. So we've got all the stats, we've got all the leaderboards. We have uh, additional stuff based on trophy colors. Obviously, there's bronze, silver, gold, platinums. Um, so there's a bit of extra functionality around that. Plus, if you're a member of both sites, you can drop a funky little panel that gives people information on your... Uh, Xbox tag um, on your True Trophies page and vice versa. So, on for instance, on my True Achievements homepage, I have my True Trophies account and it shows the last three games I've played. It's got a summary of my score, um, completions and, and basic information, but it's quite cool. So it links across, which basically gives you an easy way to see what people's PSN IDs are. If you if you know them by the gamer tag and they have a different PSN ID, you'll be able to see that from their homepage. Uh, so there's a bit of an inter-site uh, interactivity going on as well which is quite cool. Um, so, yeah, get over there. It's open. Tell your friends. Woo-hoo. Yes, and have your friends tell other friends. Yes, spread and the have word. have those other friends tell more friends. Yeah, the only thing is the community is reasonably quiet at the moment. We've got a whole load of forums, not a lot of activity in those forums because everyone's a little bit shy. Plus, there's a whole ton of people that have signed up that are just like, oh, my God, what do all these buttons do? I have so many menus. <laughs> so what we're actually going to do is a little um, guide. So we're going to send a little PM out, one a week, saying, right, this PM is about friends, how you update your friends, how you group your friends, how you add new friends to the site, how many unregistered friends you can have, etc., etc., etc. Next one will be about gamer goals, so how you set up gamer goals, where you can track them, blah, 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 blah. And we're going to do that, and we're probably going to post them to TA as well, because there are obviously people that are on TA that don't know about all the functionality. So it'll be a nice little um, thing. Anyone that hasn't got a gamer goal set up on TA will probably get one of the goals PMs as well. And we'll do it like that. So we'd, if you've been on TA for five years, we probably won't send you any PMs. So don't worry about that. You, <laughs> clear, you clearly know how to use the site. But there is a lot of functionality on there. Um, and sometimes it's a little bit daunting. So we're going to try and make that process a bit more um, enjoyable and, and easy to understand for people. Cool. Um, so we're going to circle this back around to the other big event that kind of happened on TA was uh, Extra Life 2013. We had amazing participation and support. We had over 60 participants working uh, through Team TA, and we raised over $9,000. Woo! Which, Woo! that is... Well incredible. done, Team TA. That is awesome. Yeah, so... And th- thanks this, to everyone that donated as well. Yeah, this is something we'll continue to do every year, because it is for a really, really good cause. Uh, and, it, it, yeah, that's all I can really say about that. It's just an amazing cause, and anything anyone can ever do to help out with that, it's incredible. Um, so let's uh, let's move right on. Um, we are. We can probably start an hourly countdown. How many hours are left until Ooh. the Xbox One launches? Uh, which that countdown timer? Oh yeah, seeing, I never right? did that, did I? Oh, there you go. That's what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> Sod Bioshock. Bioshock, forget about it. I need the countdown timer. See this coding? I told you. Yeah. See, that for some reason that appeals to me more. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I'm one screwed up guy. Okay, so uh, we've had a couple of um, Xbox One stories. Uh, more details just leaking out about uh, different things the, the Xbox One will be able to do. So uh, towards the end of October, we had a story about Connect commands on display, showing all the, the video and voice commands 
that you can use for navigating and, and playing games. So that, that's pretty neat. Um, obviously, Microsoft put a big push again behind the Kinect and getting people to use that for, for navigation and gameplay purposes. Uh, I know when I finally upgrade, I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, how do you two feel about you know using your Kinects to operate your Xbox and then beyond your Xbox? Um, I'm going to give it a go. I mean, you can sort of do that already, can't you, to a degree? But I don't use it at the moment. So I think, Michelle, you do use it, don't you? Do you use your Connect voice commands? Yeah, that's absolutely. I pretty much, any, every day when I go to turn on my Xbox, I'll actually go and turn it on and turn on the TV. But, um, and this might be something that's not the same with the one, but it takes a little while for it to get yeah, going. It does, just because yeah. of how many profiles are on there or whatever. So while that's loading, I go and do whatever else I have to do. And then after a couple minutes, I'll just shout from my kitchen, you know, Xbox, next, profile one, and I always use these commands, so um, I, I actually have to say up front, I haven't watched any of these videos. I'm treating it very much like you know, a new release of a big game I'm excited for. I don't want to be spoiled. I want to see the dashboard and just be like, wow, the dashboard, that's awesome. So um, I haven't really seen too much of this, so I haven't watched the commands video, but I, I use them quite a bit, but, but they work for me. I know a lot of people say that they try to do it and the Xbox doesn't listen to them or whatever, so hopefully the recognition is better but uh, i imagine it won't be too different than what we see now with the connect no i will try it on friday and i will let you know sounds good same same (laughs) uh also uh we have the announcement of the first wave of apps that you're going to be able to use on your three six or on your xbox one i need to get over that (laughs) so ingrained to call it the 360 uh but it's a rather extensive list depending on market and region uh i know here in the United States, the ones that jump out to me are ESPN, uh, HBO Go is coming soon. You got your Netflix, you got your Amazon Instant Video. Quick question: uh, Yes, are any of the US apps um, new ones? So, are any of these that aren't currently available on 360? It looks like Fox Now and FX Now. Um, those don't look familiar to me. Those are two uh, television networks here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, evidently, I'm trying to think to see what else is on here. Redbox Instant by Verizon, that's something I haven't seen before, which that just looks like, you know, video on demand service. Is that, did they not rent games too? Is that right? Have I got that Redbox one? does rent games. Redbox does. Um, yeah. I, don't, might be... I don't know that they do a streaming yeah. type thing for that though. Yes. Mm. Looking at the UK list, almost all of this stuff is uh, video on demand. So nothing particularly inspiring. Yeah, I think a lot of this stuff is already on 360 for us as well, which is good that it can provide that transition because I think that's the thing most gamers are going to want out of the box is all the stuff that I could do on my 360. I should be able yeah, to do I'm on my sure, one. I'm sure. I do, personally, I never used any of these apps. Oh, at I, all. right, I, same. Yeah, I mean Netflix gets used. But I use Netflix and it. HBO Go quite a bit. Uh, I use the ESPN app uh, every now and then, but not really a whole lot. Uh, mainly that's just to watch uh, college football sometimes. But um, with some of the functionality of the one, I'm curious if it'll get used more because the whole concept that you can have your game Snap. playing and right, and then have the your Netflix running in the corner. If, if I'm grinding some horrible game, that's great. I can finally use some of these apps. So there may be some use of it that we just haven't because we use our 360s primarily for gaming. And that's all it Have can do. Have you not heard, Michelle? There's there's no horrible games on the Xbox One. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Well, there are no <laughs> games with horrible grinds. There may be horrible games. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I kind of want to touch on real quick is uh, the one thing that I'm getting out of us doing these retrospectives on the best games of the early generation is that most of them aren't really that good. 
If you look at the 2005-6 list, which Clever Jake did a really good job putting together, you don't have many all-time greats there. Like, the only ones that I would say are are kind of going to be held up as all-time greats would probably be Gears of War and and maybe Oblivion, but... But you should you should expect that. I mean, the, the hardware is new exactly. for the developers, and this is these, this first year is just us having something exactly. to play, really. Right. And we're not going to be touching the great the great titles for a while. You know, they're going to be establishing new IPs. They're going to be you know, t- as I say, getting used to the hardware. They're still going to be tweaking stuff. It's it's just it's just good games. That, but they're all going to be. I would imagine they're, five years from now, we're not going to be talking about them. The games yeah. that are coming out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that would be a knock on a console at the end of its life, where you go, "Oh, well, the best game was the game that came out the week it came yes. out, right?" Because that mm. means it didn't Plus grow, it didn't didn't evolve. So, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't want to see stuff like that happening. So it's not surprising. And you also have the issue in the early generation, just as you are now, that you had games with crossovers. So you know, NFL '06 came out or whatever mm. it was, but yeah. it was also on the PlayStation Two. It was on the original Xbox. So you're getting games where you know the development quality is from the previous generation. Yeah. So that's to be expected. Yeah. So I just think that's really important to think about while uh, either complaining about launch titles or harassing harassing people (laughs) who have someone who has the other console. Uh, I I saw my my feed like devolve into, look at all the crap PlayStation has. Look at their crappy scores. And I'm like, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Calm down. So yeah, so I don't, I'm not even sure you guys know this, but the PS4 doesn't come out here for two, oh. until two weeks time. Um, so, so yeah, so I have um, I had pre-ordered uh, the Killzone box set. So Killzone Shadowfall is their big the big launch title. Uh, so I've I've gone for that bundle, but I'd also yeah. pre-ordered Knack, but I've cancelled that now on the back of uh, all the reviews. Really? So uh, yeah, I'm just literally just really Killzone Shadowfall is the only launch title that I'm interested in on, well, on PS4, which is a shame. Because they pushed back Drive Club, which was the other one I was interested in. Right. And I mean, the early reviews on it, and we'll see this with the Xbox next week, I'm sure, where, you know, for a console that is billing itself as the gaming console, there really aren't any games. No. But <laughs> that's, that's we're going to see the same thing next week. Um, I think there's been a list of games and when they can, when the reviews can start going live. So a I think whole it's bunch Monday. Of them, Monday. Well, most Ooh, of them are excellent. Monday, but like Rise, I think, is until Thursday, which raises some Ooh, concerns. Why. Right, right. Mm. Why are we? I've heard on this? some. I've heard some really lukewarm to negative buzz coming out of yes. previews about that. Right. Yes. So, I saw some um, interesting things. We're going to see what this first run of titles looks like. I mean, we don't we don't know yet, and this is very typical of a of a new launch. Um, we didn't go through this that long ago when the Connect came out. The Connect was effectively a new console in its way. And, you know, you had a couple games like Dance Central that came out that were great, and then you had a whole bunch of junk. So this is what we're going to see. And, and what you're excited for, what you're buying into this week, is the promise of what the technology is going to offer. Yes. Yeah. We'll go through later what we've pre-ordered. Um, yeah. Michelle, That's why I'm waiting. I'm waiting until games like Titanfall and Destiny. Yeah. I'm waiting for all those games to come out, you know, middle of next year before I buy them. Yeah, mine. well, because... we have an exact date for Titanfall yes, now. Yes, we do. Mark down on the calendar, which yes. is super exciting. Which we're going to get to that in a minute. We have two more Xbox One things to go over. Uh, one was they released a dashboard video showing how you can use the dashboard. <laughs> and then the Xbox One and SkyDrive coming together. So basically, mm-hmm. you can share your photos and videos uh, mm-hmm. streaming from your Xbox One to your TV. Um, evidently, any picture you take with your Microsoft phone yeah. is going to go to your So Sky that's quite Drive. cool. So yeah. I will actually use that. Yeah. Good tech. 
cool. Well, we, we teased it a minute ago, but uh, Titanfall now has an official release date. Uh, one Probably one of the biggest games uh, to yes. come out uh, is going to be released on March 11th in North America and March 13th in Europe. And they also released the... Do you know why that is? Do tell. It's because you need two days extra practice before we kick your ass! Oh, it is on, Rich. March 13th, I'm finding you in a lobby. Yes. And we're going to get this done, and we will discuss it on that month's podcast. I'm all over dear that. Wife, dear all wife, right. if you're listening to this podcast, which you probably don't because you don't like podcasts and don't like games, if you're listening to this, I need to have my Xbox One by March 11th so that I can kick Rich's butt. Yeah. This has to happen. Um, but they also talked about their collector's edition, which, sticker shock, 200... Bargain. And forty nine ninety nine. That Ooh, that's half wow. the cost of the console. <laughs> do do people realize that you, that's half the cost of the console? Uh, and what you get with market. it? What you get with market. it? Yeah, there is a market. Um, you get an eighteen inch handcrafted Atlas statue with diorama and battery powered LED lighting. Now, what I encourage all of you to do, if you're listening to this, go get a tape measure or a ruler. And see just how big 18 inches is, and think to yourself, what am I going to do with something that big? That's huge! I love the way they, they say battery powered LED lighting as if it's a feature. <laughs> wow, you can put a battery in it and a light happens. This is amazing. 2014, we are here. Yeah. Um, but you also get a 190 page uh, art book that contains rare concept art. In a full-size schematic poster of the Atlas Titan. Okay, so that's worth one buck. Yeah, the book. <laughs> the book's worth five. <laughs> and then, so that better be one good Titan. I assume this moves around and shoots things. And um, I assume it's going to bring me a pizza and pleasure me sexually for two hundred and forty-nine yeah. bucks. <laughs> that's fine. I'm there, ordering it now. There, <laughs> there's definitely a market for these. Very limited run collector edition things. We're seeing this now. Like there was um, a time where a special edition would come out, and they would print almost as many of the special edition as the regular edition. I mean, Bioshock Two is the example that comes to mind. This is a fantastic special edition that you can find for thirty bucks just about everywhere because they printed so many of them. But now we have things like the loot chest yeah. from B Borderlands Two, where they had to do a second run of that one. Um, the the Phenom edition for WWE Two K Fourteen sold out in like August. Or, or it sold out before that, and they did a second run in August. They're printing these ultra-limited editions of things, and people want to jump in and say they have something that's rare. So um, would this, this, do you think this would increase in value? Is this like a, something to buy as an investment? If I'm sure so well, limited. Oh, oh, that's tough. Well, they haven't said how limited it's yeah. going to be, so no, we don't well, actually know what their intention is. It's probably based on the number of sales they get, and they'll print more if, if there's the demand Right. For it. I mean, you get something like this because you have a gaming room and you want to display stuff in it. I mean, that that's really what and it comes down to. And 250 bucks to people, burn. Look, most people don't buy this stuff to, to turn it around. People are buying extra PlayStation 4s to flip it and put it on eBay. Yeah. And that's not turning out so great from what I'm reading. No, well, they're um, still available to buy. That's That was why that was a bad are idea. Are they? <laughs> yeah, no. I think so, yeah. I mean, I think it's they're better at meeting demand. I just I think people like having these collectors. This is a hobby for people, and people will spend on their hobbies. So, um, I mean, I know I've spent I spent whatever it was a 
was it 150 or 200 it was i think 150 dollars for the epic edition of gears yep. 3 the statue's still in the box oh. all right but i i bought it because i just i wanted to have the the big deal because i'm really into the gears franchise yeah that's um, I, I, yeah. And, and you're gonna find people who are adopting titan this is by from what we can see so far this is geared to be the killer app yeah. for the xbox and it's one. only coming this to is the, the xbox have. one and xbox 360 it's a microsoft mm-hmm. title like this yeah. isn't a delayed right. exclusive anymore this is exclusive and pc yeah and pc um, right. Yes. Which that was another huge announcement. Um, that that's probably not big news for our community, but that's huge news for everyone who who's buying a PlayStation and that they're not going to get to play Titanfall. No Titanfall. At least not Titanfall one. Yes. Correct. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the series can go anywhere after that. But right, there are definitely rumors at the beginning that yeah, okay, Titanfall is going to be an Xbox exclusive, the way that um, I think Bioshock or Mass Effect were that they were timed and they eventually yeah, came out on the PlayStation. That is not the case with Titanfall, from what we're hearing now. This is only ever going to be on these. No, definitely, it's right. definitely not happening. So happening. there are going to be people that just again. There's going to be hype, and the hype gets people to do stupid things. You're you're going to see people dropping money on this, and you're going to see people also who when it sells out are going to be like, wow, I wish I did that because of whatever. I mean, I hope they'll also include like DLC codes and things you can actually use in the game, but it doesn't look that way, right? Oh, I'm sure. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't look that way. Um, And that's the thing with the loot chest. When they released the second run, the diamond loot chest or whatever it was, where they put in all the codes for the new content that was in the game. So I I hope that they're going to expand this collector's edition to include that because at least you're like, all right, so I got the season pass. That was another $30 I would have spent anyway. Um, But I don't know. Uh, if, If you're into collecting those things, though... People are going to drop money on it, so why yeah. not? They might as well. People are going to buy it. Yeah, I just I can never. I, I've paid for like collector's editions of a couple of games, but I can never bring myself to spend over like a hundred dollars on one game. I, I yeah, that would be yeah. my limit. I think. Like if you if in a like imagine a perfect world where you know they re released like if we could get in a time machine, go back to two thousand seven, and there was a collector's edition of Bioshock for like a hundred bucks. I might put down a hundred bucks for that. But if it was like a hundred, like, uh, I, I was wasn't not there the one that came with the little, uh, big daddy. Like that there might've been, but I, I wasn't a huge gamer at that point. I was still new to okay. gaming. There, there might've been. Um, but I think a good example is like Bioshock infinite. There were two different, there was a songbird edition was like 150 bucks. That's, mm-hmm. I didn't buy that one. I bought the collector's edition for like 80. Um, right. Can I just say, I just looked this up to see if it was available in the UK, and um, Game are doing the collector's edition. Same same deal, all the same stuff, and it's £249.99. What? Which works oh out, my which God, works out to about 380 bucks. I would estimate. That's ridiculous. <laughs> wow. That's insane. That's the cost of, like, a PlayStation 4. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my man. God, that is mind-numbing. Oh, wow. Um, I don't think they'll sell many of those. Wow. My wife would kill me I if I bought that. I hope placeholder price yeah. that they, they, they're going to modify it at some point. That's insane. Uh, well, there's a pre-order button on the site. Wow. So I, I mean, I would imagine that it. if you really wanted that, you'd get an American friend to... Oh. <laughs> yeah, because the Xbox, the Xbox oh, One fact, is region yeah, free. Region unlocked. Yeah, so you can yeah, just buy it in the States and ship it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would just buy the the save. American version and save 130 bucks. Wow. 
Wow. Anyway. All right. So Titanfall. Okay. Very exciting. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's move on before I get even more work done. Yes. Um, <laughs> another story. <laughs> uh, Microsoft update, updated its terms of use for Xbox Live. Uh, really, do, do any of you guys ever read those before you accept them? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Just... I, I think South Park released an episode called The Human Sent iPad about how Apple updates their terms of use and nobody ever reads them. Uh, but evidently, this uh, it was about information sharing through third-party apps like Netflix and Hulu Plus and all that stuff and added security features and, and all that good stuff. So Microsoft updated their terms of use. Yay. Let's move on to something we really care about, though. Uh, Walking Dead Season 2 has been revealed. Yes. <laughs> yes, excitement. Um, I am totally on board. They're bringing back Clementine. I can't wait. Um, oh, I just remembered. I've got 400 days upstairs that I haven't played yet. Oh, I'm gonna. Play I haven't tonight. played that either. I need to oh, play. That. Let's play that later. So immediately after the podcast, oh, there's going to be a party with these two just silently playing Walking Dead 400 <laughs> days. No, that's actually something kind of interesting. I will, I will party up if I'm playing like a multiplayer game experience but if yeah. i'm playing something by myself no I, I can't yeah i don't, I don't want to be interrupted. interrupted that's i completely blame parties for why i never play campaigns anymore actually like there's there, there's a correlation between when i joined true achievements in 2008 and how many campaigns i stopped playing because now if i'm online i'm always in a party like and i don't so cloudy was a great game for that didn't need to pay attention um but if i want to sit down and play assassin's creed 3 so that i maybe can play assassin's creed 4 one day just never going to happen. But that's another curiosity with the one coming out is a game like this. You'd expect to see it on the one also because it's arcade, it's digital, but the arcades are distinct, mm-hmm. right? We know yes. now from the Halo Spartan Assault list came out and it's 1000G. Yeah. Like the community is blowing up that we have these 1000G arcade games now that are coming to us. Um, so if Walking Dead is on both, are they different lists? Well, they'd they have to be, stack? yeah. I mean, like... There's just so much we still don't know. Anyway, sorry well, no, for on the Friday. Tangent. Yeah. Well, we know more. I know. I'm so excited. Yes. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, things that are downloadable on Xbox 360, uh, November's Games nice. of Gold. You've already missed your chance to get World of Kathlings. Uh, so it's Go gone. Ahead. Forget about it. It's gone. <laughs> you can pay $9.99 <laughs> for it now. $9.99. <laughs> it used to be free. Um, but if you if were you a gold, gold member, member. That's right. Starting today, though. Uh, November 16th, you can download Double Fine's Iron Brigade uh, for free. I've never heard of this game. It used to be called something else. It has a very good score. It's got 4.2 score out of 5 on TA. With a thousand votes. I'm trying to remember what it was called before. Trenched. It used to be called Trenched. So, I'll definitely be picking this up. Yeah. I will be as well. But I did not not jump in on Keflings. Keflings is good. Um, Keflings is a good... You know, you have a half hour to kill, and you just want to play something yeah. that doesn't involve. I loved the first one, so. but I didn't really, didn't really get into the second one so much. Okay. So, Games of Gold, and uh, there was uh, tweets sent out through Major Nelson that Games of Gold will be continuing. I guess. Yes. On the Xbox yes, One. I saw, on, yeah. on the yeah. Xbox One next, next year. year. So mm. we'll. S- yeah, it wouldn't make sense really to give away games immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, Rockstar released a whole bunch of uh, news this week, mainly about GTA Online. Uh, so they released a couple of patches. The stimulus package finally arrived. Um, their little bonus and mea culpa for having a terrible launch for their online experience. 
Um, Rich, you said you were just dipping your toe into online. Yeah, I literally just dipped my toe in and I found that I had half a million bucks in my bank account when I logged in, which was good. But at the moment, I'm not at a level high enough high enough where I can spend it on anything. So it's just sitting there. And it keeps telling me, um, in fact, someone might be able to help me with this later. Uh, it keeps telling me, go to an ATM to deposit your cash. And I look on the map and I can't find any ATM. So I'm really paranoid that someone's just going <laughs> to kill gonna me. Someone's going to take cash. Take my half million. And that will be a disaster. So um, someone tell me find, how to find an ATM. <laughs> You're not a high enough level for that, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not high enough to do anything apart from crash and get cramp. I just have this mental picture of Rich standing in the middle of a GTA Online map, like waving his hands. Help me! I got five hundred dollars, five hundred thousand bucks. I can pay, pay for help. (laughs) (laughs) I've got briefcases, just four briefcases. His avatar looks like Mr. Monopoly. He's got a wheelbarrow behind him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So moving along, um, one of the things that's great about our community is uh, when achievements when and if achievements become unattainable for some reason, they will harass people until they become obtainable. (laughs) So uh, two achievements have come back. Um, One is in FIFA 12, the challenge accepted achievement, which uh, requires you to to complete an EA Sports football club game scenario challenge. So you are now able to once again complete that. You have uh, 8,000 hours or roughly 330 days to complete that. So... Make sure you do that before November of 2014. And uh, also in FIFA 13, the Inform achievement, which is a secret achievement, is... Spoilers! Spoilers! Which is now uh, attainable again. So if you own either FIFA 12 or 13, make sure you check up on that and pop those achievements before they go away again. Uh, The other big news... uh, Actually, a lot of this is big news. This is big news to me. Uh, This past week was N7 Day, November the 7th, which is a big day up at BioWare because N7 relates to Mass Effect. And on N7 Day this year, uh, they had developers going online, playing Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Uh, They gave away some swag through a couple of different outlets, did a bunch of cool stuff, and then they started teasing Mass Effect 4 stuff. So various developers at BioWare, which was their sneaky way to get them to follow you, or on Twitter, um, started tweeting out, uh, just them working on things like concept art, uh, playing, looking like playing builds, early builds of stuff, uh, doing level design and gameplay design. So it's basically just a bunch of teases of them working on stuff at their workstations in what is expected to be the next um, Mass Effect game, which Yay. is very exciting, but there's no news. They haven't made an announcement as far as what it's called, when it's coming, what it's going to be. Uh, I know we, in our story, said something about late 2014 or early 2015. We don't really know that. It's just, we know they're working on something and that it will be coming at some point, which, to me, that's no news, because we all knew that was going to be happening. Did we know that? I thought, I don't know, with the amount of Ferrari that finished at the end of 3, I I thought maybe they would... I feel like, uh, I follow a lot of the the Bioware people on Twitter, and they're always talking about... They're always talking about, you know, oh, we're working on something. You know, we're working on what's next. What do you want to see next from... They they actually (laughs) put out... From Mass Effect creators, Bioware. They actually put out a couple of, like, (laughs) online surveys. Like, what's the most important things to you about Mass Effect? So they they were asking for immediate, you know, input on the things that are important to gamers. I think they got really snake bit by 3, which still amazes Mm. me to this day that they weren't willing to stick to their guns, but... I agree. 
Uh, and then one more kind of fun story, and fun is definitely in quotation marks. This is fun. <laughs> uh, Calypso Media is releasing DLC for Dark, <laughs> which this got a lot of comments, and pretty much every comment was, why? Why are they doing this? It's almost as if they are punishing people to play this game more. Uh, so have either of you played this game? No. In fact, I just had a quick look at it on the site when you mentioned it, and um, yeah, it doesn't ring at any bells at all. Yeah, um, I remember hearing something about it coming out, um, but... So it's like a cell-shaded... It looks interesting from the... From the screenshots, but clearly this with a score of two point five from over two hundred votes, yeah. it's, it's not it's not the most popular game. It is not. Oh, well, enjoy. Wasn't this one of the uh, free quote unquote games last month that people were losing consoles over to? This this game just has a bad history. Yeah. Just bad let it go. Let it go. Well, speaking of letting things go, <laughs> we're getting into this month's achievement challenge. Yay. Uh, so to refresh everyone's memory, we were challenged by Mr. Black Magic to do the Lone Wolf Challenge, where each of us were challenged to have a Lone Wolf-themed achievement. So uh, Michelle was challenged to do the Lone Wolf Legend in Halo 4, which is complete the campaign solo on Legendary Difficulty. Rich was challenged to do Lone Wolf in Carcassonne, oh. which is win a game of Carcassonne. <laughs> With at least 50 points more than the second best player. Mm -hmm. And I got the crap end of the stick. (laughs) And had to do the lone wolf challenge in XCOM Enemy Unknown. Which is clear a (laughs) UFO crash site with one soldier on classic or impossible difficulty. So let's start from the top of the list. Michelle, um, I think we all know the answer. Um, I definitely did not do this. Um, And to be fair, I also didn't attempt it. Because literally every second my Xbox is on right now is how can I get points fast? Um, so as I said, last podcast, I've actually already up to chapter six. I've, I've done a lot of the work toward it. Um, but sitting there and going, okay, yeah, it's 300 TA, but it's probably going to take me, you know, eight hours of ripping out my hair to pass one checkpoint. You know, I, I can't sit down and, yeah. I mean, I could sit down and do it right now, but I'm choosing not to because of the GTAC. But once it's done, I am going to go back and attempt it because getting this achievement would actually get me the completion in the game too. So I will go back and, and give it a shot. Well, barring any random DLC getting released. How did you go, Jay? I did it. It's yes. Um, and I, there's, yes, yes. All applause. Come to me. Let me drink it in. So like a poor um, ratio achievement, right? It Something is. Like 4.04. And there's eight different solutions. Now, I read all of them, and I felt the best solution for this game comes... It's the third one, and it's only got seven positive votes and zero negative votes. But it comes from... Uh, I think their gamer tag is Heavy Lifter, HVY Lifter. And he brings up that you can easily get this achievement during the game's tutorial. Oh, yeah! Like the very I'll first, that, dude. the very first time you uh, intercept an alien craft and shoot it down, you can just send one dude, and all that one dude has to do is take out two groups of the easiest aliens, and then one group of probably the second or one of the second easiest aliens. So what I did is I followed his his uh, solution to the T. I used a heavy corporal who carries um, the big minigun and a rocket launcher and equipped him with a grenade. So what I did is instantly upon loading into this crash site, I saved so that I could go back and keep trying it if I failed. 
and I kind of inched around until I saw my first pairing of two aliens. I lobbed a grenade at them, killed both of those guys. Like, didn't even have to worry about anything. Moved, found the second group of aliens, took them out with my minigun, and then once I found the third single alien, who's like the second from the bottom as far as toughness goes, I just launched my rocket launcher at him and killed him. (laughs) It took me like 45 minutes, maybe, (laughs) after getting to that level. And like you guys said, this achievement, it's got a ridiculous ratio. It's 4.04. It's a 20 base score that's ranked up in TA to 81. Now, I think the reason why it is so high is a lot of people don't realize this achievement is there and needs to be popped. And they don't try and pop it until later in the game when you're facing super uber aliens um, that just will crush you. Uh, So really the key to this is if you really want to pop this, you start a new game. You play through the tutorial sections, which that probably takes the longest is getting through the the beginning of the game, um, getting through the first couple of small missions to get to where you intercept your first alien. But once you do that, it's – oh, man, it's cake. It's so easy. Um, So I've just noticed that um, I might dip into these comparisons every now and again now that we have the the – possibility of doing it but um xcom enemy unknown is free or was free when i first got my ps plus subscription about two mm-hmm. weeks ago or two months ago maybe so i downloaded it and uh, lone wolf on tt currently has a ratio of 5.49 so wow. i might go and play that yeah. later and do that as more my list of things to do but later that, but yeah, yeah even higher ratio um, just to kind of throw it out there uh, the solution that's below heavy lifters uh comes from lewd llama 69 who yeah uh <laughs> Oh, gamer tags. Um, but he, he has a very similar uh, solution, you know, doing it with the very first uh, guide. Um, but those were definitely the two solutions that I kind of looked at because um, everyone else it, it has late game awesome. solutions to it, uh, which right. are definitely much, much harder. Um, well, here, here's a lesson learned about using TA uh, and TT now. Uh, as best as you can. Don't just take the top right. solution. Read everything. The top solution is based on number of upvotes and, and things of that nature. If you have a solution that was posted right after the game came out and was the first viable one, it's going to get a ton of upvotes. A better solution may be buried in the third or fourth option. It just hasn't received as many votes because it got buried because it was posted later. So always make sure to check all the achievement solutions because the top mm-hmm. one may not be the most efficient one. Certainly the ones that are positive overall voting anyway absolutely yes. uh so uh rich how did you so good job well, guys we, we haven't heard of rich good job, today sorry yeah. we haven't even got to rich rich yeah well yes we should talk about me i did it <laughs> oh yeah you your easy achievement tell us about your achievement <laughs> it did cost me money i had to oh, buy yeah. the game that, that, that's another thing i want to mention yeah. um if, if you're issuing us achievement challenges I don't mind buying a game sometimes, but try and stick to the games we have in our card. So that that's going to make it a lot more. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't mind. I think it was about uh, one, uh, the equivalent of about a buck and a half. So I didn't okay. mind that for the for the pleasure I'm getting now. <laughs> it was well <laughs> worth it. Uh, and I actually played against uh, myself as a second human component uh, opponent, rather. So the the achievement is to uh, win a game by more than fifty points. So I set myself as player two as well as player one, and my player two was bad. He was terrible, <laughs> but my player one was good. <laughs> Even though I didn't know how to play the game, I still won by comfortably more than 50 points. So, uh, yes. Cha-ching. Awesome. Go me. Woo. Go, go nice you, indeed. Um, excellent. So, 
we uh, moving on to our next month's achievement challenge. Um, we got quite a few interesting submissions. Um, the one we ultimately picked comes from uh, CPH DXB, who there's no easy way to they, pronounce. No, that. I I have no idea. I'm sure that means something. Uh, I don't even want to venture a guess though. Um, the challenge this person raised is not an achievement. But how about you try and see who can maintain the longest achievement streak until the next podcast? Which, we're going to use a new feature, which is awesome. Yeah. And um, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I'm going to lose. uh, Because (laughs) uh, the week of Thanksgiving, I'm going to be leaving my apartment in North Carolina, spending a couple of days back at Home Home in Columbus, and then going to my grandmother's house, where grandmother's house does not have internet, so I will not be popping an achievement there. Um, so I, I, I'll definitely be falling behind here, but right now, uh, if we're start, I have a, a seven day streak going right now. How about you guys? What is your current Ooh. streak at? Uh, mine will be at one or maybe two, <laughs> maybe two. I got one today in GTA online. Uh, and I may have got one yesterday on Tetris Blitz. So I might be on a two day streak currently. And Michelle, I'm sure there are kindergartners who are younger than your achievement streak. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> no, mine's at 60. 60 Ooh. days. All right. Well, starting from today, <laughs> we'll have to see how long we can keep going. Uh, I, bet I, can, I bet I can go every day this week and into Thanksgiving probably. Uh, but we'll see. That'll be, that'll be tough. I actually need to buy some more games. My backlog is getting Whoa. a little slim. Oh, Just don't buy games. Buy a new console. <laughs> no, my, my backlog. I think I've only got like two or, two or three games in my backlog right now. Um, so I may need to. If only. Yeah, I may need to do do a value run here pretty soon. But Black Friday is coming. Black Friday is going to save yep. me. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to pick up some stuff on Black Friday. So um, thank you to CPHDXB. We will be picking out a prize from the prize vault to send to you, probably an Xbox Live Arcade game. So um, fortunately for uh, for our submitter, um, they seem to be pretty not have a lot of achievements pop, so they, we'll have a lot of choices of things to send you, <laughs> which is good. That is definitely good. Um, so thank you for that. Um, we will be working on that, and we will keep you all updated on how we do. So uh, we'll take a minute here to look at the uh, kind of what's coming up and as far as game releases. We've got a lot of stuff. Obviously, uh, with the console launching, we have a ton of launch titles coming. So I'm just going to take a second, run these down. Um, I know you two are both going to get a console at launch. So uh, after we kind of get through this list, just let me know what you're planning on buying. Um, okay. Absolutely. So we've got Just Dance 2014, uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, NBA 2K14. Uh, we've got Peggle 2, Fighter Within, Zoo Tycoon, uh, Need for Speed Rivals, Zumba Fitness World Party, Skylander, Swap Force, Loco Cycle, Killer Instinct, Dead Rising 3, Forza Motorsport 5, Crimson Dragon, Power Star Golf, uh, Madden NFL 25, FIFA 14. And then we've got uh, the ones that kind of bridge Call of Duty Ghosts, Battlefield 4, Assassin's Creed 4, and then NBA, NBA Live 14 and Rise, Son of Rome. So what is going to be it's a lot of games? Yeah, a lot of games. Good what is going to be a lot, in, a lot of games? What is going to be in your console when you pick it up next week, guys? Um, Dead Rising Three is my mm. big game of choice. Um, I have so what's going to wind up in my console depends on whether or not Microsoft Store gets the console to me first or Amazon gets the game to me first. 
<clears throat> if Amazon fails, I was one of those folks that got an email from Microsoft that I got a free copy of Killer Instinct. So if I don't have my retail disc, um, Killer Instinct with all the characters unlocked. And that was kind of a cool thing Microsoft did. I know some people got frustrated they weren't picked or whatever, but, um, you know, good number of people got Xbox Ones. Yeah. Got Killer Instinct, so I'm very happy. Did you get anything, Rich? I got Killer Instinct too, which I was... I don't really play beat-em-ups, but um, I will certainly be giving it a go. I got nothing. No. I'm You're angry. I'm enraged in this machine. It's unfair. They owe you games. They owe yeah. me. <laughs> um, but sarcasm. they seem to go by gamer score. It seems like everyone who got a console has like 300,000 gamer score or some crazy number. There like were various that. criteria, I think. And I, even then, it wasn't um, everyone that had those criteria. I think it was right. still a bit of a lottery um, uh, going on. So, uh, yeah, people... That shouldn't feel entitled, but um, I got right. I got. A but game other than Killer Instinct, and they, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm I'm happy with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, what are you? Other than that, I am uh, Dev Rising Three also. Um, so hopefully we might be able to play some co-op at some point. That would be very cool. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, I obviously get FIFA free. So do you guys? I never really got to the bottom of this in the end. Um, I they announced a free game for Europe. Um, which was either to be FIFA 14 or Forza. They give you the option um, of either. But I'd already pre-ordered Forza, so I went with FIFA. Um, do you guys get anything free f- with your consoles? I don't think no. so. We get nothing. So I wonder if they're doing that purely because of the um, so-called price difference Probably. between territories. Yeah. Well, isn't isn't Sony also like for the pre for well current generation, which is soon to be the previous generation? Um, well, isn't Sony also like the the leader in terms of sales? It's just maybe another way to, you know, try to get more good publicity. Yeah, and, I guess. I just wonder why they're not doing it over there as well. They probably don't feel the same need because Microsoft's been the you know big winner here for a couple of years now. I, I think they had a stretch of something like twenty four months in a row where the Xbox three hundred and sixty was the top selling console here. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So I will. I will have both FIFA fourteen and Forza, as well as Dead Rising three and Killer Instinct, and hopefully Peggle. Um, if that drops. Oh yes, Peggle too. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm looking at that too. So the question, Rich, is when we podcast a year from now, are we going to be talking about how you've never played Dead Rising three? <laughs> <laughs> No, we played how I played the first two levels and then they got too scared to finish it, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm also picking up Need for Speed Rivals, but I haven't decided whether I'm going to get that on PlayStation or Xbox yet. Okay. I've just seen a side-by-side comparison, which suggests that it's pretty close and each of them has different... um, this is a sorry. This is a purely technical comparison rather than a gameplay comparison, and uh, Xbox has some effects that are not on PlayStation and vice versa. So I'm torn. But um, g- given the number of games that I'm already getting on Xbox One, I might pick it up on PS4. Okay. So Jay, I, I know you're not getting an Xbox One, but if if you know the Xbox One fairy delivered one on your doorstep and you had one, what game would or games would you pick up? Oh gosh. Um, honestly. The only thing that's really jumping out to me here is uh, Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. Yeah, uh, I've heard, I've good heard things. such good things about that game. <laughs> yeah, it seems like after, they redeemed the series very nicely. <laughs> I after was three. really, really so down <laughs> on it, and I just avoided everything. And then all of a sudden, all these good reviews come in. I was like, oh, 
Oh no! Now I want yeah. it again. <laughs> and I already have ten other yeah. games pre-ordered. This is. A I'm not really into sports games, so Madden and FIFA don't appeal to me. I'm not really into military shooters, so Call of Duty and Battlefield don't appeal to me. Uh, I'm not really. I didn't really like Dead Rising, so it doesn't appeal to me. I'm not. I'm not good at fighting games, so Killer Instinct doesn't appeal to me. <laughs> Skylander Swap Force could be not fun. You. <laughs> um, Lego Marvel superheroes could be fun, but. Y- I don't know, you seem like a zoo tycoon Aww. kind of guy. Why not just I told you in? that in confidence. That was, that was our secret. Oh. You are... oh, I'm sorry. So, um, is Black Flag not coming out on current gen? Oh, it is. It's out on current gen. Oh, it so is. You could still it's pick out it up. Already. Yeah, I could still pick it up. I, I on think... your inferior yeah. games machine. I think what I'm going to do is uh, pick up <laughs> Assassin's Creed 3 on Black Friday because I think I'm going to oh, find it dirt cheap. Uh, play through oh. that, and then once I get my Xbox One, I'll just kind of have my eye open for Assassin's Creed 4. Um, I, I feel kind of Ubisoft is milking that cow a little too hard, so I'm not. Well, I'm not anxious. Yeah, you'll to, feel that even yeah. more if yeah. after playing three. Well, yeah. Well, it it looks like now if you're not a an Xbox One early adopter, March is where it's exactly. going to be, yeah. right? Because yeah. we're, we're going to have Titanfall and Watch Dogs. Yes, I think is also. Correct. And what's Destiny? Set, Do we know set what for March? Is? Uh, no, no, no I don't think so. Okay. I think, I think it's just early 2014 at this yeah. point. So March has become the sort of secondary big gaming window, right? Yeah. We have this big one in September and October, and March has, has taken its own uh, life now and become that secondary window. Because, like, Bioshock Infinite came out in March. Tomb Raider came out in March this past year. Yeah. So it seems like if you're not in on it now because the games are underwhelming you, it looks like we have a lot coming up in four or five months. So that's exciting. Yeah, there's very little in December and there's very little in January. But um, I think February we've got Thief. And then, as you say, in yes. March, we've got some, some big games coming out. South Park as well, and Dark Souls 2. There's some, there's some big games coming out in March. Yeah. Exciting times. Excitement! There is the excitement. So, uh, any parting thoughts? Let's, uh, let's kind of go around the room here. November is obviously... This is probably the most craziest month we've had for gaming in a long, long ever. time. Ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. So uh, <laughs> let's give you guys – I'm going to give you a minute to think about your kind of parting thoughts here. But I, I just kind of want to take a minute and reflect on how good this past generation has been. Um, I, I would – I don't think I'm going out on too big of a limb to say that this generation of games is probably the best since like the original – or probably the best since like 16-bit consoles when – Basically, you had the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis out there just cranking out games that we probably all grew up with and loved. This is probably up there. Gaming, I feel like this generation is where gaming reemerged in the mainstream, became a super huge part of our yeah. popular culture. It's the biggest. It overtook film. Yeah. As, as, as an industry, right. which is huge. In terms of annual growth, yeah. I think. So, yeah. I, I, just in compiling these kind of best of lists for the past generation just looking at how far games have come and how they, they're not just for a certain type of person anymore. There's games out there for everybody, which really just blows me away. Even if you include something like the Wii in this past generation, like the Wii is kind of one of those things that made gaming acceptable to everybody again. Yeah. So as much as we right. like to bag on it as being kind of an inferior console, which let's, let's be fair. It is. Um, I skip for what it, it is. is. It is. It does. Yeah. It does what it does. Right. Well, and it has Nintendo's first party yeah. lineup. Nobody matches Correct. that first party lineup. All right, so, uh, Michelle, what, 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 let's get a parting thought from you just about anything that's happening recently here. 
Um, so my comment is actually uh, just an offshoot of your comment, which is this concept that um, it really changes from generation to generation. And I agree. We saw a lot of really cool and exciting things this generation. My gaming changed a lot this generation. But um, for folks that I grew up with playing, we were all into Japanese role-playing games together. They hated this generation, like at least for the 360. There was some other stuff on other consoles. But that genre kind of died away. Um, at least here, popularly. So um, I'm really excited now about what the next generation is going to bring. I can't wait for Connect 2.0. Like, we didn't really even get to talk about that. I cannot wait to see Connect 2.0 and how it actually works and how well it tracks and to get freaked out when a friend walks in the room and have my Connect go, oh, hi, so-and-so. <laughs> I just I cannot wait to see these things actually happening. So I'm really excited for next month's podcast because we'll be able to talk about what is the new generation and what is it bringing, good and bad. Well, you know, I, I just very excited for what's coming up on Friday. Yeah. And I will be sitting here in my corner with my Xbox 360. <laughs> oh, anyway, okay, Rich. Well, first of all, I want to say I'm massively excited for Friday. It's a huge event. It's something that I've been mentally building up to for. You know, since the start of the year, really, going through the Microsoft conferences, um, E3, Gamescom, uh, Eurogamer, all of these events that I've been involved in. And, and since I've been much more involved in uh, gaming and since I've had TA and now TT, and, that, you know, I'm much more involved in the industry. I'm much more aware of all the games that are coming out. This is a huge, huge day for us or for me personally. Um, but it's tinged with regret because just listen to this podcast. We've mentioned three games, Bioshock. Dead Space and Destiny that I've started that I haven't finished. And I, in the back of my head, it's like I've always, oh, yeah, I should go and finish that game. I should go and do that and actually finish these, these games. But I sort of feel now the ones coming out, although I'm not going to remove my 360 from my cabinet mm-hmm. uh, and I have a spare port on my TV for both my PS4 and my and my Xbox One, I, I just know that I'm probably never going to go back and finish those games. And that, to me, is really sad, because I've missed out on quite a lot of cool experiences, you know, listening to you guys talk about them. And that's just three of 100 games that I've not finished that are probably well worth finishing. So right. it makes me sad. There you go. But at the same time, I'm very excited about all Aww. these, you know, how many <laughs> I've just reeled off six or seven games that are coming on Friday. So I'm excited at the same point. But it's it's just sad that I just don't have the time to to put in to, to finish all these games right. all right good deal well on that note um just want to give you a couple of quick reminders you can be sure to follow true achievements and true trophies uh on twitter um we have a facebook group and i believe a google google plus circle uh but don't look for us on myspace i still have my foutoir <laughs> my fatwa fatwa my fatwa against myspace death to myspace uh it's getting stronger every week um <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you uh, like what you're hearing from the True Tunes podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, leave us a good rating and a review. If you would be so kind, would you kindly please write us a good review? Um, <laughs> for those of you who uh, aren't seeing what's happening behind the scenes, Rich just sent me a private message that said myspace.com slash true achievements. So... <laughs> If you are braver than I and do not have a fatwa against MySpace, feel free to check that out. <laughs> Actually, no, it's, no, it's don't check it content. out. Don't it check it out. Content. <laughs> it's probably just a page that said, "We just put this here to make Jay angry." 
I'm I'm gradually in the process of moving all of True Achievements over to MySpace. So um, if you follow that link, eventually all the content will be there, and TrueAchievements.com will just be a placeholder that says, "Please visit our MySpace." Oh, and and you know what? You will never see me again. I'm gone. Gone. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, Final thanks to Dave and the Kinetic for the music to our podcast. Uh, As we need to, we need to give them better plugs. Buying their stuff on iTunes and my and wherever they put their <laughs> yeah. stuff. So, uh, Dave, if you're Buy listening to this, let us know where where people can buy your music because it's really good. Um, I think that's it. So, uh, on behalf of True Achievement, Rich and Michelle Matrark, I'm OSU Blue Jacket, otherwise known as Jay, bidding a fond farewell to the Xbox 360. We'll see you generation, in the next and gen. And we will see you Woo-hoo. in the next gen. Next gen. Have a great month of November. <laughs>